I just want to say thanks again to GrowthDay.com for sponsoring this podcast. GrowthDay is a number one self-improvement system. It has all the tools, motivational classes, and life coaching you need to fulfill your potential. If you love journaling, tracking your habits, setting goals, and learning from inspiring motivational speakers and wellness coaches, then you'll love Growth Day. I teach on Growth Day every month, and I love to see you on the app. Go to growthday.com for a free trial. Join 300,000 people making self-improvement a way of life. Visit growthday.com to start your new life with a free trial today. Hey, what's up, guys? We're at episode five. Man, I can't believe we're already at episode five. This is crazy. This is Trent Shelton. This is the Straight Up Podcast. And today, well, I don't want to say like I'm super excited, like I'm not excited about every single day, but I am with the podcast. Um, but today is special because today is, is one of those like, it's like one of those like geeky things for me, like something that I really love that I'm not sure if you guys love, but I love to talk about. <laughs> I talk about it every single day. So you guys that are listening, you probably know exactly where I'm going with it. And actually in my book, a lot of people love this chapter of my book, The Greatest Shoe, and it is called Protecting Your Peace, right? So today we're going to talk about how to protect your peace. And I know a lot of you have like taken on this whole peaceful vibes only type of feel, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, even on Spotify, I have a, a playlist peaceful vibes only where it's like literally like that's my, I hardly listen to music anymore besides like cinematic instrumental music that just like speaks to my soul. And I never was always this person. And um, I want to just explain like how, you know, this whole peaceful vibes, protect your peace thing came about. And how I know it can help your life. And yeah, I see you guys out there like hiking and disconnecting. And I see you guys in the woods and the trails. And it's so, so cool because nature heals. And I feel like nature is God's natural medicine for the soul, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in this podcast. But I want to just kind of set the tone of like where this came from, because I wasn't always like a hiker. <laughs> I wasn't like, trust me, like I'm afraid of like cats that I don't know. So like being in nature and all these things like was not my thing. But protecting your peace, to me, it means disconnecting from the world, right? In a way so you can connect with your soul. What's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, from the NFL to sold-out stages speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back, and start rehabbing your life. And every show is going to be jam-packed with tips, tricks, and tools to push you forward. I'm always going to be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's going to pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton, straight up. It means disconnecting from the world in a way that you can connect with your soul. It's like quiet, like quieting down the noise in your life, right? To hear yourself. And if you're a person like me, like I'm sure a lot of you are, you have a lot of responsibilities. Some of you are parents, some of you are CEOs, you know, some of you are just are, you know, just so much going on in your life. You're like super extended. Like when's the last time that you took time for yourself? You know, self-care is not just important. Self-care is necessary because if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of other people. And this is something that I realized because, you know, I was giving so much to other people, which I still do. But I wasn't giving to myself. Um, I really haven't shared this story, but I'm just, this is a straight up podcast, so I got to be real with you. In 2015 or 16, somewhere around there, uh, the Under His Influence Tour, maybe some of you can correct me when that tour was, seemed like it was years ago. We did a, we did a tour. It was a 32 city tour. 
Uh, we did four cities out the country. And my team wasn't big, guys. I mean, literally, I was helping carrying the bags. I was helping sell merchandise <laughs> after I spoke on stage. I was doing it all. And I'm grateful for it because I got to connect with so many rehabbers across the world. It made me realize, like, wow, like, the thing about live events, you get to feel the impact in person. There's nothing like live events. But just being real, I was drained. And I remember I was in San Francisco. Um I was in the park, you know, that can look at the Golden Gate Bridge and they had like, like the rock formation. I, I forgot the name of the park. Um, but I was there and I was looking out and I had to come face my reality. And that reality was I wasn't taking any time for myself. The reality was I was drained. The reality was I was stressed. The reality was I had a lot of mental health issues that um, I think were formed by me trying to be like the Energizer Bunny, just going and going and going and going and going. And there's, you know, you hear this a lot, even for me at times, like work hard, 24-7, 365. And I want you to understand, like, that's not possible. Like when people say that, it means just like work hard, you know, like, you know, don't procrastinate, but 24-7, 365, and you're always on. If you're always on, it's going to be a time when, when you get shut off. Think about a light. Right. You leave a light on in your house after a while, that light will burn out. You know, after a while, that light has to turn off at some point. If it doesn't turn out, turn off, you're going to have to replace the light bulb. And so me in 2015, 2016, I was that light that stayed on. I was lighting up the world for everybody. I was making content. I was doing everything. And from the outside looking in, it seemed like, man, like Trent has it all together. And, you know, he's he's happy. And and even on stage, like. People were like, man, you just seem so, you know, so radiant is the word. But what was crazy was I would speak on stage and in my dressing room, which nobody knew, I would be crying in my dressing room. And it was a weird time for me because I was so blessed in my life, but I felt like my blessings were now becoming my, my curse. And I don't know if anybody can relate to that. I know maybe maybe not many. But it's a hard place to be in when you know, like, this is your blessing, but, you know, you just feel like you f you still feel empty. Um, and that's how I was feeling around that time. So I made a decision to disconnect. I got off of social media for a month and people thought I was dead because, <laughs> like, I was consistent every single day. So, like, people hit us hit us up in the email. My team was like, it's uh, Trent Alive. I've been checking, like, the news because I haven't seen him on here for a month. And this is not like Trent. I just want to make sure everything's okay. It was so – it was funny, but um, it just showed, like, the consistency, like, how much consistency I actually put in. But people thought that I was – I was dead because I actually took time for myself and it was the greatest thing that I ever did. And it taught me a lot. It taught me to never be afraid to step back, never be afraid to be selfish in a positive way. You know, self-care is necessary. It is everything. It's okay to be selfish in a positive way. It's okay to say no. It's okay to cancel plans. It's okay to take care of your life. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to come to a point where you're empty. You're going to come to a point where you're so drained that, you know, you didn't even care anymore. I wanted to quit rehab time. And I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I wanted to quit. I didn't want to do it anymore because I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I guess that's a better word. I don't want to say happy because I was happy at times and happiness, happiness is overrated. I, that probably isn't a positive thing to say, but it is, you know, happiness works off of what's happening. And, you know, you can get happiness anywhere and that's easy, but I wanted that joy. I wanted that fulfillment in my life and I didn't have it.
I say all that to say how protecting my peace, uh, you know, formed. And when I say protect your peace, I got a chance to go hike. I can't remember. I think it was maybe Camelback in Phoenix. It was somewhere. I can't remember the exact hike. But I just realized, like, my one, my phone didn't work. Like, the service was bad. And I wanted my phone to work because I wanted to, like, Instagram it. But I couldn't. Um, at least live, I couldn't. My phone didn't work. And I was like, okay, cool. So I had no connection with anybody. And literally, it was just, like, me, the hike, and nature. Like, it was, like, one of those perfect moments. Like, my dreads were blowing in the wind at the top. The wind with a nice, light breeze. <laughs> it was just, like, a super magical moment. And up there, I just, like, I had time to, like, just reflect I had time to really not even think, you know, when I go on these hikes, just time to let go. And my whole mindset with protecting my peace is like nothing matters in those moments, whether it's me at a spa, whether it's me at a trail, whether it's me, you know, in my house early in the morning when nothing, nobody's awake, nothing matters except what matters in that moment. I'm not worried about who's on my social media. I'm not worried about my obligations later on that day. I'm not worried about anything. I'm literally, people, or even meditation, people can say meditation, or people can say prayer, and we'll talk about this in my process in a minute, but I'm not worried about any of those things. I'm just worried about connecting to my soul because that is giving me the energy I need to show up in the world the way I need to show up. It's like recharging my battery, you know, because if you don't recharge your battery, <laughs> your battery will run out, <laughs> and it will. So you got to recharge your battery. And so I came up, with this process um, that I want to break down with you and for you. And some of you know this process because I talk about it very often, but it's called protecting your peace, right? And the protect your peace process is not just words. It's actually a process that I have that I want to share with you that, that might be good for you. So a lot of people talk about own your morning and we hear that a lot. And I think owning your morning is very powerful. But the thing that I, that I don't hear often is owning your night, and I realized that because I would try to own my morning, but I'm not a morning person. So like I would go to sleep at like two and I'll try to earn my morning by getting up at 6 a.m. And when I, I wasn't getting up at 6 a.m., right? I wasn't having it. I was pressing the snooze button because I was tired. Getting sleep is very important. For the people who say never sleep, never rest, I don't know what they own, right? But getting sleep is very, very important. And I realized that, dang, I got to take care of my night because if I don't take care of my night, there is no absolute way. I'm going to own my morning. So you don't you hear a lot about a morning routines and rituals, which are great, but those things mean nothing if you're tired and you drain, you know, you got to get some sleep. So I decided to own my night. And this is going to be a two-part process of protecting your peace, okay, that we're going to talk about. So this first part is own your night, right? Own your morning, own your day. So how do you own your night? Well, this is how I do it. I suggest you develop things that are great for you. Um, that work for you. I don't know everybody's situations, but these are just some ideas um, that maybe you can take, you can apply, you can change, but this is what I do. So owning my night looks something like this. No eating past 7 p.m. And you can research all these things, by the way. If I'm, if I'm you, I'm researching all these things. But for me, um, I like to give my digestive system a break. And I think when you eat too late, your digestive system is working overtime and it just makes it hard to sleep. And, you know, I've tested the theory, you know, when I eat at 2 a.m. or 12 or 12 or even 10, um, I just don't get good sleep. But if I eat, you know, before seven, um, it tends to work a lot better for me. Another part of owning my night is recovery. Um, I love to take a cold shower. Uh, cold showers are great for you. 
Um, some people can't handle cold showers. I love to stretch. You know, I'm 35 years old as a football player, so stretching is very necessary. I like to keep my body fluid. I like to move a lot. Um, you know, I have bad, really bad heel spurs, so when I wake up in the morning, like if I don't stretch, it's like I have the stiffest legs ever. I like to foam roll. I like to do these things, right? Take care of my body to prepare myself for the next day. I don't accomplish these things 100%. So you listen to this, you might say, well, I can't do that every single day. There's days where I don't do it. But the days where I don't do it are the days that I really feel it, are the days that are off. So I try my best to apply these things, okay? So another part of owning your night is no technology 60 minutes before bed. This one's hard for me. You know, just it just is, you know, but I try to leave my phone. Actually, one thing I try to do, I try to like uh, let my battery die or I give my phone to my daughter or whoever. I try to let my battery die or leave it downstairs on purpose because I'm like, I'm not going all the way downstairs or my my battery's dead. My charger's usually somewhere it shouldn't be. It's not in my room. And so my phone dies. So I try to always set myself up for that to make it a lot harder. But it's really important that you that you disconnect. For one, if you're in a relationship or a marriage, um, you know, it's very important that you connect with your spouse, you know, the person that's next to you instead of trying to connect with the world. You know, that's a big part of building a relationship. Uh, another part of owning my night is I try to get at least seven hours of sleep. Um, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes I get more, but if I can get seven, then I know it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning. I know I don't have to depend on an alarm clock to get me up. I just wake up because I feel well rested. Um, and then this is a big part for me because I'm not a messy person, but you know, I tend to forget things and Maria always makes fun of me because she was like, you always lose stuff. And I'm like, I don't lose stuff. I just misplace it because if you lose it, that means you never find it. Right. But I always find everything. I tell my mom that the same, the same thing too. She's like, I always lose and stuff. I said, no, I just misplaced it. So I try to get myself in order the night before. So I'm not wasting energy trying to find clothes, trying to find this, trying to find that, because that's using uh brain power that could be used on something more productive. So Owning your night is a big part of protecting your peace. When you own your night, you set up your formula to help you, um, you know, own your night the best way. It sets you up for success to own your morning. And owning my morning means creating energy. Um, I'm trying to create the energy I need to conquer my day. I'm trying to create the energy I need to show up in the way that I know I need to show up for my family, uh, for my company, uh, and for myself. And so first thing I'm doing is I'm drinking 12 to 32 ounces of water, okay, before I leave the house. Hydration is very key. I'm not trying to give you guys a health sermon, but hydration is very key, okay? Um, a lot of times our headaches and our lack of focus uh, comes from dehydration, okay? So make sure you hydrate. I'm at least getting a 30-minute workout, which I'm going to tell you the formula for this, but I'm getting a 30-minute workout. As soon as I wake up, I need to create energy. Um, I need to strengthen my mindset. And you guys know when you work out, after you work out, nobody's ever depressed when they work out. Movement influences mood. Also, what I'm doing is I'm setting up my my roadmap for success. So I call it the 3D roadmap. I'm not going to go into too much detail today about it, but it's destination, directions, drive. Destination is where I want to go. Direction is how I'm going to get there. Drive is me actually putting the actions to get there. And also, what I'm doing is I'm intermittent fasting. Uh, this is just my thing. 
but I love intermittent fasting. Uh, I like to use I like to use fat as fuel, especially when I'm working out. Um, and some people think that it's impossible, but it's very possible. And before 12 p.m. for me is for myself. And I know everybody doesn't have that luxury, but you need to set a time that is just for you, right? Whether it's before six through seven o'clock, six through six thirty-seven, whatever your schedule is, like set a time that is literally just for you. And I don't touch technology until I take time for myself. Um, and that's very hard to do, but I make sure I stick to that because if the first thing you do is grab your phone when you wake up, then you are living a responsive life. And it's hard to create greatness in your life. The people that I know that live at a high level, whether it's a high level mom, dad, somebody you follow on social media, most people that live at a high level live a very intentional life, right? So they set up their morning to win. They set up their night to win. They set up their day to win. Another thing of protect your peace, which some of you might be more familiar with, is the four A's. And the four A's are simple things, but it helps your mental health so much. I'm not going to get to the scientific facts of it, but it releases things like serotonin, you know, endorphins, dopamines by doing these things. And so when I wake up in the morning, you know, on top of everything we just talked about, but I always do my four A's and my four A's is very simple. The first A is appreciation. And I can guarantee most of you do this uh, without even thinking about it. But the first A is appreciation. I don't know if you know this stat, but 150,000, like listen to this, 150,000 people die every day. 150,000 people. You can ask Siri if you, want, if you don't believe me. That's 55 million people a year. And so if you can't be like grateful that you have another day at life, like I don't know what you can be grateful for. You have a chance that somebody else didn't get. And when you start to under, like when you start to lose people close to you, you start to really value having another opportunity. You have another day. Maybe yesterday for you sucked, but today's a new day. And so I wake up in appreciation and gratitude. Gratitude will change your attitude. Most people are stuck in stress because they're failing to appreciate. Most people are always focusing on what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. Most people are programmed, and I was this person at one point, you're programmed on what's going wrong in my life, then reprogram your mindset, not being ignorant to what's going wrong because we want to face our reality, but I'm reprogramming, reprogramming my mindset to what's going right in my life. All right, you still have, you have that choice to be able to choose what you focus on because what you focus on is what you will feel. So when I wake up, I am grateful. I have another chance to conquer my day. I have another chance to love my kids. I have another chance to love my wife. I have another chance to serve. I have another chance to learn. I have another chance to grow that somebody didn't have. Okay? Appreciation is the first step to elevation. If you can't appreciate what you have, this is going to be very hard to receive more in your life. I got a chance to go to Fiji on my tour, and there was this guy, it was a waiter, I was talking to him, and it's funny because I was throwing away food, and we had this joke. He's like, oh, you know, you're, you Americans, you know, he was joking, obviously, but he's like, you Americans are always throwing stuff away. And I was like, man, I'm full. And he was like, and I was just, it, it struck me because if you go to Fiji, and I've been to Fiji uh, twice, if you go to Fiji, you realize it's a third world country. But the other thing you'll realize is that they're the most happiest, fulfilled people you ever will meet. I'm sure they have people that are not, but for the majority, like, they're happy. And it's just like, it's crazy because their circumstances, most people would think their circumstances are bad. But that's all perspective, obviously. So I asked him, I said, you know, like, how are y'all so happy and so like serving and like so full of like energy and love and light? And he said, well, a lot of times in life, 
most of the times we're programmed to want more, right? More of this, more of that, or we're not appreciative of what we have in our life. And if you're always wanting more, then you're really teaching yourself not to appreciate what you do have. So, you know, for example, if you, you know, for money, if 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 you can't appreciate, you know, making fifty thousand dollars a year, you're not going to be grateful when you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And one of the things that I love to tell people is that if you can't be happy, if you can't be fulfilled. Should I say? I don't want to use the word happiness. If you can't be fulfilled with nothing, then I promise you, you won't be fulfilled with everything. It's just how it works. And he said, when you learn to appreciate, this is what the waiter told me. When you learn to appreciate everything that you have, you will realize that you have everything that you need. And I was like, whoa. Like I was quiet, like it struck my heart because I was like, that's so true. And so I always think about that when it comes to appreciation, man, just appreciate everything. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm naive to my life. I'm not, I'm, I'm, doesn't mean I'm naive to the things that I need to change and the things that probably are going wrong, but I just choose to focus on also the things that are going right and bring that gratitude into my soul. And so we talked about appreciation. Second A is affection. And this is important. And listen, this one was hard for me. Um, I grew up in a household of three boys, like alpha boys. We all played sports. And so we weren't like the lovey-dovey, like, I love you. Even though we loved each other, like, we didn't say it. Like, you know, we weren't like just hugging each other. It was like, that wasn't it. And so when it came to affection, I was like, man, I don't know if I can show affection. Like, I show affection in a different way. But I've realized this, and science can back this up. Um, A hug a day keeps depression away. Like, hugs are literally good for your soul. And it was hard for me to grasp. I was like, well, can I show affection in a different way? And sometimes you can't hug people. And even saying kind things are good for you. Because like I stated in an earlier podcast, that you know, when you give kind things away to other people or say kind things, should I say, you show yourself that you have value. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Think about when you've done something for somebody, right? It makes you feel good about yourself. But if you literally can hug someone... It does, it releases so many, I'm not sure if it's serotonin, oxytocin, it's one of those. It releases the happy chemicals in your brain. So what I try to do is I'm trying to hug my daughter, which is easy. Tristan is tough. Tristan's at that age, he's like 11. He's at the age where he he was like me, you know, but I still give him a hug. I like pull him over to me, hug my wife when I can. If she's not, you know, sleep, I don't want to wake anybody up. Or even I just like give him a kiss, uh, give him a kiss, give her a kiss. Uh, Tristan, Maya, you know, everybody. Um, in the household, Marley now, even my dog Titan, right? I give him a kiss too. And that affection really helps me, right? It puts me in a place of just peace. Like I just feel good in my soul, just giving that love and receiving that love. So start your day off with that. Maybe you don't have anybody you can hug, but maybe you can tell somebody like your coworker or something that will fill up your soul and make you feel good about yourself. The third A is accomplishment. Accomplishment is very important. And I would suggest you have accomplishment that has nothing to do with like your dreams or your visions. And and it can, but you know, set yourself up. Some people make up their bed, you know, some people wash dishes, like a small win. It doesn't take much energy. Like it doesn't take much brain power. When I had a basketball goal outside, I used to go out there and dunk my basketball goal because dunking, if you play basketball, you know, it makes you feel like powerful. So I would dunk it and yell. I'm pretty sure I woke up my neighbors. They probably hated me for it. I was like, good morning, my neighbors. Like coming to America. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they hated me for it. But I would literally go dunk on the basketball goal until, you know, we had to get rid of it. And um, it would make me feel powerful because I knew me dunking would be an automatic success. Like unless I would miss it, but I wasn't going to miss it dunking on six foot. I wasn't dunking on 10. It was too early. I'm too old for that. Um but now I even do things like wash the dishes or I might fold the clothes or, you know, I take Titan on a walk. You know, some of the simple things that, 
you know, I can check off, you know, in my mind, like, okay, I did this. And what that does, when you check off certain things, when you set yourself up for success, it it builds confidence in your mind, right? It builds momentum uh, to start your day, right? How you start your day will influence your day. So set yourself up to win, period. The last A is activity, okay? Activity. Movement influences mood, okay? If you want to change your mood, move. As simple as that sounds. If you want to change your mood, moves. There's more times than not, I don't feel like it. I don't want y'all to think I have a superpower where it's just like, oh, Trent feels like it every single day. And he just has motivation and inspiration in him that I wish I had. <laughs> more often than not, I don't feel like it. But I don't, I remind myself of something I talk about facts over feelings, right? I know what I feel isn't always real. And even if it is real, I know I can change how I feel. And so I make sure I'm going to move, whether that's, you know, a 30 minute workout, whether that's yoga. Uh, for me, it's usually in nature. Because like I stated at the beginning of this podcast, nature heals. I believe nature is natural God's medicine for the soul. And so I'm out there in nature. Uh, I'm out there hiking trails. It just brings a, a peace that is just hard to explain. And so that releases dopamine. Obviously, working out releases dopamine. Um, it also releases uh, endorphins. You know, when you have accomplishment, you know, uh, we talked about earlier how you start to influence your day, releases dopamine, you know, it gets those happy chemicals flowing in your brain. And if you do these four A's, I promise you, I can guarantee you that you will be in a better place than how you woke up. You will be in a better mood than how you woke up. And yes, it takes some some discipline to get up and doing it and it's consistent. And what keeps me accountable is understanding how I want to show up in the world once I show up to the world. Because before 12 p.m. is for me. I'm doing all these things before 12 p.m. And I know when I take care of these things, when I show up to the world, whew, I'm in a lot better place, right? I show up to the world a lot more peaceful, a lot more powerful. And something that I do is I prioritize my peace. You know, that's a value that I have. And it's a priority in my life that if it takes away from my peace, I'm going to move away from it. I'm not going to do it because peace is my priority. Peace is something that um, I consider success. Like that's my my goal of reaching is just peace. Like that's what I want in my life at this point in my life. I just want peace because when I'm operating in peace, I'm just a lot better person. So I want to leave you guys with something that brought a lot of understanding to my life. You know, we talked about protecting your peace today. I told you about, you know, owning your night, um, to own your morning, to actually which helps you own your day, um, creating the energy that you need. We talked about the four A's, but I want to talk about just real quick when it comes to, you know, perspective and how protecting your peace helps your perspective. How you see life will be how you feel about life. How you feel about life will determine what you do with life. What you do with life will determine what you get from life. And so I'll repeat that. Okay. So how you see life, your perspective. So if you see life in a negative light, you're going to feel a negative way. If you feel a negative way, you're probably going to do negative things. If you do negative things, you're probably going to get negative results. So where does it start? It starts by how you see things and how you view things. And when you're protecting your peace, it sets you up to see this world in a lot better place. So if I'm, if I'm not liking what I'm getting from life, if I'm not liking what I'm getting from my day, I move backwards. I literally do. I say, okay, today was not good. And my words today suck. <laughs> today wasn't a good day for me. What went wrong? I start with that. Okay, well, this is what I got from today. 
whatever that may be. And I say, okay, well, I know since I got this, I had to do something to get it. So the action, what were the actions that I took today? Well, these actions weren't good. So these actions weren't congruent to, you know, my vision, weren't congruent to my goals for the day. Um, they weren't congruent to where I wanted to be. And so, okay, well, in order for me to do certain things, I had to feel a certain way. How was I feeling today? Well, I wasn't feeling too good. You know, I wasn't feeling in a state of appreciation. I wasn't in a state of gratitude. You know, I didn't, I didn't protect my peace today. And then I asked myself, okay, well, if I wasn't feeling it today, right, and I didn't do these certain things, then it's all because of how I started my day and how I saw life. Obviously, I saw life as a negative thing. I saw life as a burden instead of an opportunity. And so I'm always conscious of what I focus on. What you focus on is what you will feel. So if you're going through something in your life right now, right, if you're going through a breakdown, which breakdowns are beautiful, you might say, Trent, what? The reason I say breakdowns are beautiful, I'm not saying to go through one on purpose, but breakdowns are beautiful because when you break down, it means that you have to break through. You know what I'm saying? And breakthroughs create some magical in your life. But when I'm going through a, a breakdown in my life or I'm going through a toxic time, I always know it's what I'm choosing to focus on, right? I'm focusing on the negative. I'm not seeing the good in the situation. I'm not seeing the growth. All I'm seeing is the pain. I'm not seeing the opportunity to learn. All I'm seeing is the stress and the failure. And so I want to challenge all of you when you're going through your moments, because you will, right? Nobody's bulletproof to struggle. Nobody's bulletproof to hard times. When you're going through your struggle, the thing that I want you to do is check your focus and change your focus. Right? If you're having a hard day, do something. And, and I like to call these things fire escapes, by the way, or emergency exits. When you're on a plane, um, the stewardess, I love this in Exero because leg room, but the stewardess always comes and lets you know what to do in the case of emergency, right? They let you know, oh, you know, this is what you do. Half the time, people don't pay attention. I'm guilty of it too at times. <laughs> but they let you know what to do. Or if you're like me, when I go into a building, I always locate the exit. I just do. That's just the thing of mine where I'm like, okay, if something happens, I know where to go. And that same process, I apply to my life, right? If something is going wrong in my life, most people don't have a plan. It was a time where I didn't have a plan. I just would deal with it. But then I started developing these plans where if something goes wrong in my life, I know where to go to. I know my emergency exit. I know my fire escape to get out this feeling and to change my mood. So that could be for me prayer. That can be, be for me a conversation. That could be, I like to say, what time, wifey advice time. That could be me talking to my wife. That could be a workout, but I'm already prepared, right? I prepare myself to say, okay, when things don't go right in my life, I know how to change my perspective. I know how to change my focus. I know how to change how I feel. And I think if you don't have that, you're doing yourself a disservice. So write down right now, Right, the fire escapes or the emergency exits when things aren't going right, where are you going to go to? Who are you going to go to? Because the more you stay in pain, it's like quicksand. The more you stay in it, the more you become a prisoner of it. So I don't try to stay in pain. Do I meet pain? Absolutely. Do I meet struggle? Absolutely. But I don't stay there. I do something to get me out of that place very quickly. So I want to share that with you guys, man. So I hope that you got something from today's podcast. I mean, we talked about a lot protecting your peace. I hope you really develop it. Um, you know, 
even in my book, The Greatest Shoe, if you don't have The Greatest Shoe, go get it. Um, make sure you read that chapter and make sure you do it. And uh, just as a caution, like if you're going out on trails and things like that, you know, be careful. You know, don't go out there, you know, by yourself at night or early in the morning. Make sure you go with someone because there are some people out there that, you know, like to take advantage of people in those situations. So make sure you're being safe uh, when you start your morning early in the morning. So I hope this brought value to you. And like I tell you, every single podcast, every single video, every single message, it all starts with you. Please share this and send me pictures like you always do in videos of you protecting your peace. I love it. It like warms my soul like nothing else. I'll see you guys next week. It's rehab time. Let's get it straight up. Straight up. It's hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey! I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? How does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life, I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242, yep, 2719. I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number and how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life, I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. 
Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it.